Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with LQ and Prime. Week one is officially in the books after our double header of Monday Night Football. Uh, we're going to talk through each and every game from the week. That's going to be our schedule for the next 16 weeks as we get through this uh, NFL season. So we're going to get right into it. On Sunday at 1 p.m., the Cleveland Browns season started. It was the biggest season for uh, Browns fans. Super Bowl season, they got Odell. Baker Mayfield was a starting quarterback, was a franchise QB. Everything was going great until the actual football game started. The Cleveland Browns lost to the Tennessee Titans, who nobody really had expectations for, 43-13. to Baker Mayfield was 25-38 for 38 for 285 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Odell Beckham in his first game as a Cleveland Brown went seven receptions for 71 yards. I'll start with you, LQ. What were your thoughts on this game? Uh, man, like my man Delaney Walker said, bro, they are who we thought they were, bro. Um, like I said, man, it's it's been a really, really good summer on paper, but yeah, I got to play them games, man. And by the way, that game was played on Sunday is, is going to be a tough and long dogfight for those paper champions. Yeah. Uh, and what'd you think? Man, exactly how you put it. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to play football. If this was basketball, you got a bunch of names like that, then that's a different story. But when it's 11 on 11, all the names don't really matter. Yeah, I, I thought this was – even though, like, the best-case scenario obviously would have been a win against the Titans, I think this was the best-case scenario for the Browns given the situation. Um, getting blown out in your first game, especially when you're coming in feeling hot, thinking you're the best team uh, in the AFC, thinking you're the best team in the NFL, to get knocked down a couple of pedestals and be like, whoa, we need to take a step back because this can get ugly real fast um, is great. Uh, Jarvis Landry was angry in his locker room after uh, Odell was wearing a 250,000 watch on during the game. I mean, hey, do you. Uh, next week, Monday Night Football, another primetime game against the Jets. That's, that's an opportunity. Uh, to put yourself back on the map, go ahead and beat them, handle take care of business. But if they start off 0-2 with the Ravens and the Steelers and the Bengals didn't even look bad in your division, it, it can get real – it can get ugly real quick. And with all the personalities on that team, I think it's going to be – it's going to be something uh, to watch. But moving on from one AFC team to another, we're going to go to the Baltimore Ravens. Prime, obviously, I'm starting with you here. 59 to 10, Lamar Jackson, perfect QBR rating. Uh, Hollywood Brown, four receptions, 147 yards, two TDs. Obviously, the Dolphins are a good team, but what were your takeaways from your Ravens? Man, man, man. <laughs> 17 for 20, over 300 yards, and five touchdowns. Now, this was against the Dolphins. It was. Still an NFL team. But I just wanted to – I knew we were going to win, but just not by this large of a margin. I wanted to see uh, Lamar Jackson's progression. And every time he threw the ball, it's just everything was on point, and he led every single receiver. It wasn't – he didn't throw any ducks. He didn't throw any underthrown balls. It was just – he played a perfect game. He threw receivers open, and – 
The Dolphins secondary is no slouch. Rashad Jones, Xavier Howard, who's the number one corner. You got Minka Fitzpatrick at the safety. They got some guys in the back end that are respectable. But, you know, uh, I don't la- – if, if he would have played this team last year, he's not having these type of steps, these type of stats. So it's good to see growth into into his game right now. But we got the Cardinals next week, which should be another win. But if he puts up these numbers again next week, we might have to be talking Lamar MVP. But we just got to see next week. LQ, what are your thoughts now that your division rival looked really good in the first game? <laughs> hey, man. Those those Ravens look good, man. Uh, offense, defense, you know what I'm saying? Special teams, they even look good. Um, I, I seen this one play that made me really nervous where Lamar Jackson lined up at running back and then he went out to wide receiver, came back at quarterback <laughs> and threw a pass. I, I don't know how you prepare for that at the line. <laughs> um, they, they got some really dynamic stuff they can do on offense and their defense has been spoken for for the last decade. So. They look really good. Uh, every team they play will not be the Miami Dolphins, unfortunately. So we'll we'll see some flaws unfold throughout the season. But week one, if if the season was over today, they'd be one of the best teams in the league and definitely a Super Bowl contender. But you know, so we got a few more weeks to go. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I want to shout out Robert Griffin the third, the unsung hero of the <laughs> Ravens, uh, Miami Dolphins. Six for six, fifty-five yards, a tutty. Uh, 99.7 QBR, even a higher QBR than Lamar. So, you know, hey, Bob. so you know, I'm not saying this comeback season, but Bob is doing this thing in Baltimore. Um, taking us from a high to to a low, a, a, a low, low. Um, Very low. <laughs> Sunday night football, the Steelers and the Pats, uh, the Patriots obviously just got Antonio Brown. He didn't play in that, this game. Uh, didn't matter. Thirty-three to three, Steelers couldn't move the ball. Receivers were dropping in. The defense couldn't stop Tom Brady. LQ, LQ, you know I'm starting here. Thoughts on the Patriots Steelers game? Um, I I said it once before here. I, I had a feeling that we would probably lose this game. Um, I had us losing something around maybe like twenty-seven to twenty-four, but this is. 33 to 3 is something that I, I did not foresee at all, man. I I knew losing two Pro Bowl offensive players would definitely hurt. I did not think it would hurt to this extent, man. Uh, the guys that I expected to step up and replace those guys, like uh, Vance McDonald and Dante Montecrief. Oh, my God, man. He can't even, <laughs> That's he the guy even you catch talked about, cold, bro. bro. That's the guy you was talking about. I don't about. even think he could have caught a block from Ben Roethlisberger on Twitter. He was so bad on Sunday night, man. It was just abysmal performance by everybody. Um, hopefully, this weekend, we have Seattle coming to our house in Pittsburgh. So, hopefully, we could uh, – Get back on a winning stride, man, and start the season off right because we obviously didn't play at all last Sunday. Prime? Oh, it looked good. I love <laughs> what I see. You know, Juju finally gets that treatment as the number one receiver. He knows, you know, going against Stephon Gilmore, somebody like that is uh, not easy going like it going against the number two. Uh, James Conner's a good back, but he's no Le'Veon. He's not that fast, you know. 
And Big Ben looks old, you know. It's just Dante Moncrief, you know, who is he? Nobody. So I, I at this at this thing at this point, everybody's fighting for number two, man. Everybody's fighting for number two for the second spot. Oh man. Yeah. Uh I mean, in our in our divisional preview, I, I said the Steelers were gonna be gonna be uh eight and eight. I had the Colts game as a loss and I now put that as a win. So I'm sticking with it nine and seven. Um uh, maybe sneak into the playoffs. But that game was that game was not encouraging at all. Um I don't I don't know what the bright spot was. Big Ben, he just looked lost. Uh James Conner, ten carries for twenty one yards. I mean <laughs> you can't have that. you just can't have that stat line. I don't care what the situation is. If you're a Pro Bowl running back, ten carries to twenty one yards, this isn't gonna do it. Five yards is your longest longest run of the game. Like that's not gonna work out. Uh Juju, he had a good, pretty good game. Six for seventy eight. Uh, James Washington had a touchdown and then <laughs> walked out of bounds. So the the whole team, it, yeah, the whole team, yeah, they got their finest game. They got a lot to figure out, but you did say Devin Bush. He led, yeah, man, Devin Bush, yeah, led the team in tackles. He's definitely, I, I think he's going to be defensive rookie of the year because, I mean, from preseason you saw the talent that he has. So finally being able to get that replacement for Shazier and get your defense settled, I, I think you'll definitely bounce back next week in Seattle. I think it might be a blowout. Uh, in Seattle next week when we do our prediction pod, I will get to it. Um, but moving on from the Steelers, I, I just got to get out the way. Washington Redskins, uh, we lost twenty-seven to thirty-two to the Eagles. It was a it was a good game. Uh, we were up seventeen zero at one point. Uh, every, we had people texting our group chat. Rob saying talking that he was hyped, he was ready that this was a new season. I texted back. It's still a whole nother half. And the Redskins redskinned and lost 32-27. They six yards in the third quarter. It's not going to get it done. Um, I think it's going to be a long season for the Redskins. Uh, we have the Cowboys next week. Then after that, we have Giants, Pats, Bears. So we're starting off probably one and five. But it's okay because Dwayne Haskins is sitting down, uh, in, sitting down on our bench and just getting as much information, and he'll come in. Week eight and be our savior, but Prime, what did you see from the Redskins week uh, week one? You know the Redskins played good, man, until until they actually had to play and keep the lead. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of bright spots. Got Scary Terry looking like a looking like Hollywood out there. Uh, Case Keenum, man, didn't play bad. You know, he did miss some throws. Missed some key throws, but you know he's is he's not an elite quarterback, so that's the things you're gonna get. You guys did, I think you guys did lose Jonathan Allen to an energy to an yeah. injury. I think that did First hurt. Quarter, yep. The uh, I think that did hurt you guys on the defensive side of the ball. And Josh Norman is just not <laughs> where he used to be. We all know he was never the fastest corner on the field. We all knew he was never that guy that can uh really play man-to-man, but he just looks absolutely atrocious out there. I don't know what you guys have to do or trade or release or what's the cap hit, but he has, he's he got to go at this point. You got to get some young guys in there who are hungry, 
you know, maybe, you know, when guys get that type of contract, when they get a lot of money, it's just like, you know, uh, they just stop having that desire to play. But, you know, he he he's just an issue. But other overall, it was some bright spots. But, I mean, you're playing the Eagles. So, I think heading into the game, you knew that you really weren't going to win, but you knew that you guys were going to make it competitive. What did you think about the Eagles? The Eagles looked good. It was very shaky at first, though. Carson Wentz did not play good at the beginning of the game. Uh, obviously, it's the first game. Even Aaron Rodgers against the Bears didn't play well the first game. But uh, he came on strong in the second half. D-Jax is back, and I think that's a huge addition that they needed. But a very big loss for them. They, they lost Malik Jackson for the whole season. I think that will hurt them when they play somebody like the Dallas Cowboys who like to run the ball a lot. Well, you know, maybe even with getting Zeke back involved because Dak is looking like a top 10 quarterback maybe. But uh, I think that will be a huge – I think that will be a huge loss with Malik Jackson. LQ? Um, yeah, man. I'm I'm not going to beat a dead horse, bro. It's like uh, if, if we were doing moral victories, Y'all, y'all played a very, very good three quarters of football, bro. Um, that seventeen to nothing run should 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 look like something that you should see in the future. Um, could be a few years before you see that consistently, but uh, the time that y'all did have that lead and you guys were playing with some nice energy, some nice tempo, you guys had it going on the offense and defensive side of the ball. Then it seemed like your uh, offense just hit a dead point in the wall and your defense kind of follows suit. So if there's anything that you guys could do to consistently play, I think it definitely starts on the defensive side of the football. Um, I heard that uh, Geist got injured. That's that's definitely not a good look. And with the problems that Gruden and AP already had, this can't be ideal by any stretch of the imagination. I I I, fo- I forgot about that. I, I give me a second here. Uh, Jay Gruden, <laughs> head coach of the Washington Redskins, they gave Adrian Peterson offensive team MVP last year. Uh, decided to go ahead and make AP inactive for a healthy scratch for the first game of the season. Going with a rookie running back who got injured last year in the first preseason game. Hasn't really proved anything besides week three against the Falcons where he looked decent. And he thought the best idea was to keep Wendell Smallwood for special teams and make AP inactive, which reports say that that has torn up the locker room, that veterans were not happy with the move. Darius Geist wasn't able to do anything in the second half. Uh, AP has an ability, even when there are no holes for him to get six or seven yards to keep a drive going. Darius Geist hasn't proven that yet. And now Darius Geist is injured. So AP is now walking back into uh, a locker room where Jay Gruden now has to come back on his hands and knees saying, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done this. And AP is going to have a good game next week against the Cowboys. He'll, he'll get you 70, 80 yards. Geist had like 18 to, 18 to 20. So, and Geist isn't supposed to be hurt for a long time. It's supposed to be a one to two week injury. So we're going to be in the same situation in about three, four weeks. And is Jay Gruden going to really make AP inactive again after he's held, uh, held, kept the Redskins supposedly alive for the past couple of weeks? Who knows? So this team is is very dysfunctional. And I, if I had to put money on it, the first coach fired in the NFL season, if we start off one, one and five, one and six, 
Jay Gruden is, is probably gone, so I don't know. Uh, the Redskins are are definitely definitely a mess mess of a team. The Eagles look really good. Um, that's a scary wide receiver wide receiving core with DJX added now. With now you have Ertz, uh, Jeffrey, and DJX who can burn the top off of almost any defense. So it's definitely going to be a fun a fun team to watch throughout the season, and they're they're probably going to be NFC favorites for for a lot of a lot of uh, people and commentators. Moving on to another NFC East matchup, the Giants and the Cowboys. Prime, you just mentioned it. You said Dak looked like a top ten quarterback. What were your thoughts on the Cowboys and the Giants in this matchup? Now, this is another game. Uh, the Giants are basically the Dolphins. They just have Saquon Barkley. So, <laughs> um, Dak looked good. He did miss some throws. A lot of some of them were not good. Even the touchdown he threw to. Uh, the tight end in the middle of the field was a was a very bad throw, but <clears throat> excuse me. At the end of the day, you got to give credit when it's due. These are the games that you are supposed to put up good numbers. If Dak played bad, we would be crucifying him. So the fact that he played good, we got to give him the props. Uh, I don't know why the Giants did not give Saquon the ball a lot. He had about uh, like ten, eleven carries, and he had over a hundred yards. So. I'm, Kind of clueless there, but you know the Giants are gonna continue to do what they want to do. But um, the the key thing is the the Cowboys put up all those points without Zeke really doing anything. I know he scored a touchdown, but if you watch the game and not like they were easy, they were easing them back in. They were just he had, but he had around like you know I know he had around like fifteen carries, but they won like they didn't need Zeke like they could have had Tony Pollard and running back and they would have been fine. So. And I think they Kellen Moore me a running back, bro. <laughs> tell it, Kellen Moore played uh, called an excellent game. Uh, we finally seen some five spread from you know from Dak. The old OC was not doing that, and Randall Cobb is proved to be a hell of a upgrade than Cole Beasley. Uh, Randall Cobb can pretty much do everything on the field. Cole Beasley is doing everything in a five yard uh, radius. So I think he he's definitely a big upgrade, but they play good. They 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 play good, but we'll see next week what they can do. Okay. Uh, but before I hop into this, my my man Prime, can you can you tell us a little bit about what happened uh, at the end of the game when my man Daniel Jones came up? <laughs> this fool. First of all, he went three for four for like twenty yards. First of all, he checked down Charlie all three of them passes. The one pass he did throw should have been intercepted, but the corner dropped it. And then this fool tries to scramble. Like, I don't know what he was trying to do. Then he butt fumbles and when he sees Van Der Esch. It's just uh, the, the, the Daniel Hype train, it has passed. He's not good. Well, I mean, and that just—it <laughs> just shows preseason and regular season is totally in a blowout. <laughs> Two too. different things. Like it was in a blowout. Like it wasn't even a a close game. He didn't really have to do anything, and he still looked—he still looked a mess. Yeah, man. Uh, this, this is gonna be a long season for the Giants, man. Um, the NFC East in general is gonna be a dog fight every game. But those out-of-conference and out-of-division games are definitely going to be some games for them to kind of learn a lot this year. I uh, don't know if they're going to continue to do this thing where 
they get blown out and put in Daniel Jones in garbage time <laughs> every week. Makes but... no sense. Just start him. <laughs> Hopefully, my man can get some starter reps and really learn instead of being thrusted into a, a fire that he didn't create. So, um, it's, it's not looking good for the Giants. Uh, one thing I can say is their wide receiver course actually look pretty decent. Um, Sterling Shepard looks like a number one wide receiver. Um, Evan Ingram has some pretty nice plays as well, and you guys already touched on Saquon a bit. So, offensively, they're not awful. We have seen worse. But defensively, they got a, they got a lot to work on, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually want to touch on – the Cowboys wide receiving core because it's real scary now. Michael Gallup was their leading uh, yeah, he receiver. Good. Seven for 158. Amar, uh, Cooper, obviously, Amari Cooper, big time, six for 106. Randall Cobb, like you said, prime, four for 69. And then I don't know how Jason Witten is still doing the three for 15 and one touchdown. But he, <laughs> he, he, he's, still, he's still out there catching, catching touchdown passes. So, I I think we could probably lose worse to the Cowboys than the Giants did. Uh, our our weaknesses are secondary, and they literally have uh, players that are and better. Sure. Players that are better at every single position on the wide receiver field is better than uh, the Redskins secondary. So I think the Dallas Cowboys are a very scary team. Uh, before before in our NFC East preview pod, we said if. They had Zeke. They were probably the favorite in the NFC East. I'm sticking with that. I think they're going to be the favorite and uh, win the NFC East pretty convincingly this year because they, they look pretty good. Um, some other games that we want to quickly touch on that didn't really have too many storylines. We'll start with the Falcons and Vikings, a pretty boring game. Uh, Vikings 28, Falcons 12. Falcons didn't look good. LQ, what were your thoughts on this game? Uh, real quick, man, I got Julio Jones. I drafted Julio Jones, number one, and I, I haven't seen my return investment in a couple years. So whenever I get to see that, I will put him as my number one wide receiver. But uh, now he's in the top five conversation. Um, Dalvin <laughs> looked real good, though. Yeah. It was – I mean, Kirk Cousins threw ten passes. Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's the formula that you want because <laughs> Dalvin got 21 carries. Uh, they they just run the ball now, which which is smart. You may know that Kirk Cousins isn't going to really lead him. So eight for 10, uh, one TD for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, go ahead. That's – it's going to be big time. Uh, it's going to be big time for you uh, playing this man $30 million a year to throw 10 passes. If you're winning, hey, it doesn't matter. Prime, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, Dalvin Cook went off. And the reason why he threw 10 passes is because they got Gary Kupiak now, who was uh, one of the offensive coordinators. I know he was with the Ravens before. And all he does is want to run, run, run the ball and do some play action. And there was no point to do any play action because Dalvin Cook was killing him on the ground. So I don't think we'll see too many uh, pass attempts from Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, when he was with Sean McVay, they were airing the ball out a lot. And now when you're – with a run-first type coordinator, you're going to see, and they finally, Dalvin Cook is a number one back. He's going to rush for over 1,000 and get some Pro Bowl votes. Uh, he's going to have a breakout season, especially coming back from his uh, ACL injury a couple yep. of years ago. Yep, just hoping that he can stay healthy, and the Vikings are they're a very good team. I mean, they had a lot of expectations last year. This year, not so much just because they missed the playoffs, but that's still a very good defense. And the offense, obviously, we just talked about Kirk Cousins. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, uh, 
Thielen and Dalvin Cook in the backfield. So still, still, still a very good team. Uh, moving on to the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Jets opened up a 16-0 lead, and the Buffalo Bills came storming back. I don't really know what to make of this game at all. Darnold, 28 for 41, 175. Uh, he throw the ball 40, yard, 40 times and 175 yards. It just doesn't make any sense. Josh Allen also, 24 for 37, 254. A touchdown, but two interceptions. Uh, LQ, I know we talked on the preview pod on can Josh Allen be a franchise quarterback. We still don't have an answer here. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? They suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I was I was watching uh I was watching NFL Red Zone actually and you know what I'm saying, just watching all the different kind of games go through. Um, there was a stretch where every game had a pretty decent, you know what I'm saying, highlight or something good going, but it's like every time they showed that Bills and Jets game, somebody's turning the ball over. Um, the Jets defense looked really good at one point in the game, and then there was other points in the game where they just couldn't get off the field. Um, I don't see either one of these teams unseating the Patriots this year, man. The, the question was going to be, was it the Jets or was it going to be the Bills? Because it definitely isn't the Dolphins, and I don't, I don't think we have an answer to that question yet. Prime. Yeah, these both of these teams are pretty bad. Uh, we did see the Le'Veon Bell sighting, which was good. He had an all right game. Uh, I don't think his running style was going to be able to work on this team. This offensive line was not as good as the one that they had on the Steelers. So his little, uh, he likes to tiptoe and dance before he hits the hole. He's going to have to do that a lot faster on this team. But uh, overall, Sam Darnold. You know, it's not that good. Josh Allen is terrible. Uh, Cole Beasley left the Cowboys. You know, he wasn't that smart on that. Then he had the audacity to say they had more time on the Bills than the Cowboys. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And nothing, both of these teams will be picking in the top ten next year. Yeah, it was – I was high on the Jets, too. I thought the Jets were going to be – we're going to be a real nice team, sneak into the wild card, but – Sam Darnold, I mean, week one, don't want to overreact, but this is what we saw last year from him. Le'Veon Bell, 17, carry 60 yards. Jameson Crowder, 14 reception, 99 yards. I mean, we saw that with the Redskins last year. So, if they can get it together, and C.J. Mosley is hurt now, so I don't know how long he's supposed to be out for. That's what he he get. (laughs) If they can get it together, (laughs) maybe they can, because that first half looked good, and then he went out and the defense wasn't able to stop, and the offense just can't score, so. I, I really don't know what's going on with both of those teams, but I thought that was going to be an interesting game. It was probably the most boring game. Oh, nah, there, there's one more. One more game that was more more boring than that one. One, <laughs> one of the most boring games of the weekend. Uh, moving on to the Rams and the Panthers. The Rams win by three. Um, Cam Newton is back after his shoulder injury. He went 25 for 38, 239. And a pick, Jared Goff. 23 for 39, 186, a touchdown and an interception. Gurley, there's a lot of questions on if, if is he okay? 14 carries for 97 yards, real big time. Uh, but they didn't use him in the red zone. I know that made some fantasy owners very upset. Malcolm, uh, <laughs> Malcolm Brown got the carries and was able to get the two tutties. So I'll start with you, Prime. What do you think of this game? 
This game was a dog fight, but Cam Newton is still hurt. Yep. Or at least he is not he is not ready to play. I mean, he's not ready to play and they lost by three. So this Panthers team could be very scary if he's one hundred percent healthy. Christian McCaffrey a dog. is in the he is he yeah, has to be top three, top two running back at this point. Like you go you're you you play against the Los Angeles Rams, and you run for over 120 yards with two touchdowns. Then you catch 10 passes for 80 yards. These North Turner had this fool doing a re-option with him at quarterback, and Cam Newton was the running back. <laughs> like, he's just a dog. So he needs more respect on his name, but since, you know, he's white, it ain't going to be too much. We talk. He's not going to be in that conversation for number one. But I do think he deserves conversations to be number one. But can't, just the moral of the story is just Cam New is not healthy because if he throws one touchdown pass, they win. Yep. LQ? Yeah, man, I agree. Um, One thing I do want to shout out is the defense of the Carolina Panthers, man. That game could have been a blowout. Um, There's a couple of times where Jared Goff just – couldn't get the ball there because of the pressure. Uh, Brian Burns looked really good. That's their uh, first round pick. And there's a lot of potential down there in the NFC South. What what we've seen from the Panthers and what we've seen from the Falcons, it looks like the Panthers can definitely leapfrog the Falcons as that, you know, second best team down there in the South. So this is going to be a long season, but we definitely have a few more storylines to watch now. I'm just, like you said, I'm just waiting for hoping and praying that Cam can get back healthy because that's a scary team. If Cam can go and now you have to worry about the read option with Cam, he can pull it, he can run for a first down or giving it to McCaffrey, he can do everything, uh, everything on the field. That's a very scary team. Uh, he's still working his way back. Back, I think he still needs to get back in like just like game shape or like game speed when he comes to his throwing. It was like an Andrew Luck situation from last year where. Andrew Luck, the first couple of weeks, was, did not look like himself. But by week four and five, he was back to throwing and uh, at full go. I think the Panthers have potential to be a very, very good team uh, in the NFL this season if Cam is back to 100%. Moving on to the Chiefs and the Jags. Chiefs won 40-26. Nick Foles went down um, for the season in the first game, which is it's crazy. I uh, hope he's okay. Gardner Minshew from Washington State hopped in at quarterback. I didn't even know he got drafted. That's crazy. Uh, weird stat. He was the first rookie QB to actually play <laughs> in a game this season. I don't think anybody thought that would happen. But he had a pretty decent game. 22 for 25, 275, two touchdowns and one pick. Uh, but obviously, the story is the Chiefs and how, how good this offense still is. And with Sammy Watkins, they went nine reception. He went nine receptions, 200 yards. And three touchdowns. So, LQ, what were your thoughts on this Chiefs-Jags game? Uh, I had Sammy Watkins on my bench. (laughs) Uh, That definitely wasn't the best recipe for – I don't don't even know, man. (laughs) I I guess I got to attribute it to Andy Reid, man. He just makes it work. It's like Tariq Hill got hurt early in the game, but – they didn't miss a beat. Um, I've seen LaShawn look good. I've seen Damian Williams look good. The the defense doesn't look like what I expected it to be, 
but it, it it's definitely some things they can do down there in Kansas City. Um, as far as Jacksonville, however, I they just can't catch a break, man. They they thought Nick Foles was gonna be the answer after all of those abysmal years with Blake Bortles at quarterback. Um, now you're you're looking at missing Minshew. So I I don't know what it's gonna take for them to take that next step, but it's it's gonna be a while in Jacksonville. Prime. So we know what it is with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes picking up right where he left off last year. Got finally got Sammy Walkers involved. You know, he was playing around when he said I usually don't get the ball, but like he was dead serious. Like he don't usually don't get the ball. It's usually Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. And then when they did have it, it was Kareem Hunt. So if they actually can get Sammy Watkins into the offense. This is this is gonna be way better than last year, what they were doing. And now, even though Travis uh, Tyreek Hill got hurt, they still have um, Hardman, McCole Hardman, that they drafted. So I don't think they're ever gonna miss a beat. And you got Shaden McCoy; he ran with some juice yesterday. I feel sad for the other running back they got, Williams. Feel bad for him because this was supposed to be a breakout year for him, but. He got Shady back with Andy Reid, so it is what it is. And with the Jacksonville Jaguars, they didn't look they didn't look good. I mean, Nick Foles looked good. He threw he threw a touchdown, five for eight, seventy five. But I mean, done now. I mean, it is you know now you got this rookie coming in, you know who actually didn't do bad. No, he, I think yeah. When I see he was they was talking it was a six round draft pick, something like that. So I don't he did good. State. You know, he did good, but they not they not about to win no games without Nick Foles though. <laughs> yeah, uh, my man Josh Dobbs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's better. I don't know if that's better at all. <laughs> but hey, one step closer to Mason Rudolph becoming uh the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's all that matters. Uh, man, the rest of these games are trash. But Colts, Chargers, I mean, is there anything really we want to talk about? Uh, Colts look good. Uh, took the Chargers to OT with Brissett, so. They just need Andrew. Oh, Lowe. they don't, <laughs> the, the Chargers, they don't need Melvin. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, th- not at all. Yeah, let's. I just wanted to throw that out there. They don't need Melvin. Yeah, uh, nah, they don't. They, he, I think Aaron Rodgers needs to go ahead and call Melvin Gordon or something that like that. Yep. Year. And yeah. see if there's something that they can do for him because they they were hitting all cylinders. Uh, cylinders. I, I think the Colts actually are going to be a good team this year. Uh, they still have a lot. Uh, the O line is so good. Uh, Marlon Mack had a great game, twenty five, one seventy four in the TD. Ty had two TDs, so. They took the Chargers, a really good team, to overtime. Just weren't able to squeak it out. So, look out for the Colts. Uh, people were thinking that this year is going to be a total dud because of Andrew Luck. Obviously, they're not Super Bowl contenders anymore, but they can win win a couple of games. Uh, the Bengals and the Seahawks. I mean, that's a game. <laughs> they, they played football. <laughs> Uh, the, the game in Seattle, you know. The Bengals didn't look as bad as I, I thought they they would be this year. Uh, actually, uh, almost won the game. And I actually want to talk about go back on the discussion where we were ranking QBs and we put. I mean, at I least told I, 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 I was about to say. I, I told you. I, I put Andy Dalton as as my number four QB in the rankings, but 
He had himself a day. 35 for 51, 418 and two. He looked like the second best quarterback in the North, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, after Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I give you that, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's definitely big time for me. It made John uh, Ross look good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a John Ross sign, and he had a, what is it, a buck 40-something? Yeah, 160. I just want to touch on the fact that this Jadavion County thing is kind of going out of hand, I think. Uh, they did just have Frank Clark, who's a premier pass rusher, who they let go. I mean, they were traded to the C, to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. To the Chiefs. So yeah. all they did was just replace Frank Clark. And Jadavion County has never had a double-digit double sack season. And you had J.J. Watts on the other it's the side. play, bro. Yep. So, he I mean, we all, we all know that he's talented pass rusher, and pass rushers are a premium in this league. But it's not like he was one of the elite pass rushers in the league. Like, he was nah, he was good. He's not Khalil Mack. <laughs> he's not He's not changing. Like, yeah, for Khalil yeah. Mack, he changed the Browns defense. With Clowney, I don't think he's changing the Seahawks defense at all. He's like he's a better Frank fight. Clark. He's a better on the Clark. other side of J. He's Watt. a he's a great he's a great fit. He's a great fit. Yeah, uh, right. I think the Seahawks are gonna get blown out next week uh, against the Steelers. I think the Steelers are about to put up like thirty on them. But uh, that's that's besides the point. DK gonna have to turn it. <laughs> oh yeah, DK did. Everybody was making fun of him, but he went four for eighty nine. That's a good. The baby, yeah. Good, good first game for DK. Uh, the Lions and the Cards. Let's talk about it. Let's tied. talk about it. Prime wasn't here. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Kyler Murray, uh, 29 for 54, 308 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, you guys said that he wasn't he, he wasn't a start, uh, NFL starter, wouldn't last five years in the league. Prime, what were your takeaways from week one of Kyler? Did he win? He didn't lose. <laughs> I mean, did he play good? I mean, not in the first, not, not, not in the first half, but second half he was good. I mean, the guy threw fifty-four times. I mean, I will hope you have two touchdowns. Uh, he got sacked five I times. Mean, if you want to look at it in a vacuum, he had a he. The thing that you can say that was positive was the fact that he played so piss poor, and then he completely changed, you know, the game around with his play. You can say that that's way ahead of any other rookie or even any other pro quarterbacks right now. Because usually, if you start off bad, you're going to end bad, and he started off bad and ended really good, but. Outside of that, it ain't really too much you can – I'm going to take into it. Okay, LQ, what were your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I, I like it, man. Um, it, was a, it was tough to watch the first uh, three and a half quarters. But when he got going, he got going, man. That ball to Larry Fitzgerald in overtime is probably one of the best balls I've seen this weekend. So shout out to Kyler. Um, he ain't gonna get no disrespect from me. Uh, that person that is gonna get that disrespect, however, is uh, Matt Patricia and Matt Stafford. Man, we've seen this movie too many times before. Aaron Rodgers is in that division. You you know what happens when there's a, a late yardage situation. I mean, uh, 
a late late game situation, short yardage, you know what they're going to do. Uh, they get beat over the top every time with it looks like the same play. Um, it's just a different quarterback and wide receiver combination this time, and it happened to be Kyler Murray. Um, I had some big hopes for the Detroit Lions this year, um, but it's it's not looking good. TJ Hawkinson did look good, so yep. that might be one of the bright spots. Uh, Amendola looked good as well. Um, but outside of that, man, it looks like the same old line. Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray didn't have a good first half. Uh, he was able to bounce back in the second half, which is great to see from uh, from a rookie QB. I That O-line is just so bad. He got sacked five times. Uh, it's going to be a long season. Uh, they're not going to win a lot of games. But to see him being able to bounce back after a disastrous first half, I, I was actually worried. I was like, oh, I got to come on the pod and defend Kyler Murray. I was like, well. I'm about, to, I'm about to say it's first game. Yeah, it's time to learn. It's still a long season. But he was able to bounce back in the second half, so you could take some positives away from that. And then, obviously, by far, the most boring game of the weekend. I don't think I watched a second of this game. The 49ers and the Buccaneers. Uh, Jimmy G didn't look good. 18 for 27, 166 yards, one TD, and one interception. And Jameis Winston, I mean, we had this conversation over the summer. He is not a starting QB in the NFL. 20 for 36, 194 yards, one TD, and three interceptions. Prime, you were talking about Jameis Winston, that he can get it done. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game and just Jameis Winston in general? Bruh. I'm thinking he with Bruce Arians. He made Carson Palmer look good. He'll take Jameis under his wing, get him right. Got Mike Evans, Chris Gower, OJ Howard, you know what I'm saying? Peyton Barber. I'm thinking, all right, he, you got an offensive-minded coach. You got some weapons. You're you going to have a pretty good season, despite if your team isn't that good. This fool is hot garbage. <laughs> I don't understand what is wrong with Jameis Winston. Like he has that. all the tools. He has all the tools to be good. Yes, he forces the ball. But every every you know every gunslinger who throws the ball like that is going to take chances. But I don't understand what he's doing on the field, bro. Like, I don't understand what's going through his mind. Like this is he's in a contract season. I think he's forgetting that he's in a contract season. But if he does not get it together by week three or four, he is going to the bench. They have to see what else they have because this or they're gonna tank for two of their dang so because this right here is just ridiculous how he I don't understand what goes through his brain. LQ. I don't I don't remember anything from this game, man. Um I know Richard Sherman got a pick six. I, I did see that. I think I think um, there were three pick six from James. Two or three pick six from James Winston. No way. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what I'm saying? You got that. Um, I've seen that Tevin Coleman, is he just got in a high ankle sprain. Um, I've seen that. Outside of that, Chris Gowan gave me some pretty good numbers in fantasy, but there was a football game in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, that was that's about it. Um, no, yeah, two pick six. Uh, we had we had Richard Sherman and then Witherspoon uh, took care of took care of another one of Jameis Winston's uh, passes. But then we had Monday night. We had a pretty good games Monday night. Texans Saints looking like both teams that are going to be scary this season. Uh, Saints were able to win that thirty twenty eight. I want to start with you, LQ. What were your thoughts on on this game and these teams? 
Uh, if this is the Super Bowl, I I don't think I would be upset at all, man. I was I kind of got some flashbacks from last year with that Chiefs and Rams game from uh Monday night that that shootout. I kind of got some vibes like that, man. Deshaun, um, I just need him to be protected a little bit better. That's my only gripe with the Texans, man. Uh, for them to kind of be playing with a makeshift offense with the two running backs they have in now with uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson by them being members of the Texans for maybe about two weeks now. Um, Kenny Stills, actually another new member of the Texans, made a couple of big plays last night. Uh, Will Fuller, the always in-and-out kind of guy in their lineup with his injuries and things, he played really good last night. And, of course, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, With the way their offense plays, their defense, man, they don't even have to come play. Um, they didn't really come to play last night. Uh, I don't know if we will see that side of the ball, you know what I'm saying, be their Achilles heel. Uh, you know what I'm saying, only the season will tell. But with the way that offense is clicking, man, I don't think it matters right now. Prime? The one thing I took from this game, and of course it's the same old story, is Deshaun Watson cannot – keep getting sacked like this six times <laughs> you traded for Larry Tunsil and it looked like he was back in Miami trying to tank because I don't know what he was doing out on the field you had gave up six sacks and you reward your starting center on the new deal <laughs> that makes no sense what are you doing uh Kenny Stills great for them in the slot DeAndre Hopkins did not Looked like the one at least from last year starting out. He didn't catch, he didn't drop any passes last year, and then came out today the other day and dropped three. So, but he still looked good. He was still, you know, the number one receiver that we know. Will Fuller had a crazy play. Uh, the deep ball that that Deshaun threw, he caught it over two defenders. I mean, it was Eli Apple, but you got to give him credit. But like LQ said, if this was the Super Bowl, you wouldn't be mad. But the Saints, the Saints defense didn't look, didn't look good, as far as like as them trying to get to the Super Bowl out in the NFC. But overall, it was a it was a great game. Yeah, uh, I agree. Texans uh, offense look okay. Uh, as long as Deshaun can get time in that pocket, they'll they'll be a very good team. Uh, Saints finally it looked like it looked like it was another heartbreaker in New Orleans back to back. Uh, looking like he won the game, and then the Houston Texans score quick, but they were able to get that game-winning field goal, a nice field goal moment for uh, the Saints. Then the nightcap to end off week one, the Broncos and the Raiders, I think probably one of the more surprising games of the weekend. The Raiders completely basically dominated the Broncos for uh, dominated the Broncos for four quarters and win that game 24-16. to 16. What were your takeaways from that, Ant? Man, look, I think I think the Raiders were playing with more heart and more passion because of the Antonio Brown thing. Uh, Derek Carr, I watched the game. He was lights out. Slinging it. Yeah, Josh Jacobs was lights out, even though – uh, he only had 85 yards, and you know he didn't even he didn't average more than four yards a carry. His presence and like his physics made the game a big difference. Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller didn't record a sack last night. 
uh, that's saying something, saying something with how deadly we know that duo is. And going to the Broncos side of the ball, my guy, you know, cool Joe. Joe Flacco, he actually played a very good game. I was very surprised how he played. Um, him and Corey Sutton is going to be a, a cool combo this season. Uh, the the thing that that troubled them, Philip Lindsley did not get going. He only had 43 yards on 11 carries. He did not play good at all. And I think with with somebody with somebody like Flacco, uh, he's going to want to get the running game going, so they're going to be able to play action off of that. But I think the main reason why the Raiders did win is because of the Antonio Brown thing. LQ? I agree, man. They were, they were playing with a new level of fire, man. I, I wish my team played with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thunder of fire. But, you know, uh, they played a really good game, man. Like you guys said, their offensive line definitely dominated Denver last night. I'm thinking uh, Vic Vangio going to Denver, you know what I'm saying, having the pieces in Von Miller, Brad Chubb, and those guys uh, be one of the best defenses in the league. But obviously I was wrong. Uh, you know, this is one game in a very, very small sample size of what the season is. But if it's anything like last night, um, you could probably make an argument for Oakland get one of those wild card spots, man. They looked really good last night. Um, you got a schedule. I was to say, do I think they'll look that good all year? Um, you know what I'm saying? Two dates in Kansas City, two dates against the Chargers. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know. Let's let's see what Gruden can do. Yeah, um, I think this was it was a very good, a feel good victory, uh, a lot of emotion, but I think they're coming back to earth. Got the Chiefs, Vikings, Colts, Bears, Packers, Texans. <laughs> so <laughs> that schedule, nah, that schedule is kind of yeah, that's it's incredible. Brutal. It's it's worse than the Redskins. Yeah, schedule, so bro. that's that's a tough schedule. I think they have talent. Uh, Abrams uh, came out just before we oh, started. Oh yeah, he's recording. gonna be a star. Yeah, he's gonna be. A he's, star. he's gonna be a star, but he he looks like he may be done for a couple of weeks after a shoulder injury. So that's after a great game yesterday to get that news. Kind of kind of deflating. Um, but the Raiders, the Raiders look pretty good. Uh, Brock was on the other hand. I mean, I think it's just week one. Everybody's new in that system, so I think he's gonna get a couple weeks of getting used to. Uh, Flacco and Fangio, just everybody getting used to each other. So I think they'll be fine. They could probably still sneak into uh, the playoffs one way or, or another. I think that's that's it for week one, though. Uh, we've gone through, yeah, gone through all the games. We'll be back again sometime later in the week to do our prediction pod for next week, week two, get all of our predictions from the game. But for Mike, for Prime, and for LQ, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.